Hello, welcome to today's episode. Today I have a really awesome interview with a guy who seems just super down to earth and I really enjoyed talking to him, TJ Bray. He is the point guard of the FC Bayern Munich Basketball Club, um, super successful champion Champions League team and uh, it was very cool to hear his story and kind of pick his brain about some things about living in Europe and being a professional athlete in Europe. Um, and then... This weekend, we have the long-awaited semifinals of the AFL team name Rumble. Good stuff coming your way. As always, thanks for listening, and enjoy. He has a loving wife, a dad body, the three kneecaps, and he has a bird. Welcome to the podcast, He Has a Bird, with Sean Shelton. Hello, Servus Grissai. Welcome back to the podcast. He has a bird. I am your host, Sean Shelton. Today, I have a very, very special guest. He is the point guard of the FC, FC Bayern Munich uh, Basketball Club, uh, TJ Bright. TJ, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Of course. I want to start uh, all the way back to your high school career. I did a lot of research on TJ. Actually, I saw TJ play not too long ago. Uh, I was in the house in the Audi Dome, right? Yes, yes. For the, the for the EFIS, EFIS, the Ephes. championship EFIS. EFIS. Yeah, uh, they were good at basketball, but it was a great experience. It was a great experience. Uh, but I want to I want to talk about your high school days. TJ was named 2010's Mister Basketball in Wisconsin, correct? Yes, yes that and, is correct. And for my majority of my audience is is Austrian or, or Central yeah. European. Uh, so people might not realize how big of a deal that is. That's a huge deal. That's a really, yeah. really big deal. Yeah. Our, uh, you know, player of the year in the state of Wisconsin. Um, Which is a basketball by. state. You know, it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Basketball I mean, is definitely a, a big deal mm -hmm. um, in Wisconsin. And to be, you know, to be chosen and recognized by all the other coaches in the state. Um, it was a huge honor. No, that's, that's great. And then, and then from there, uh, you decided to go to Princeton, and I kind of want to talk about that uh, scenario. Why, yeah. why, why Princeton? Why, what was what was the thought process yeah. there? Um, you know, I never really, um, in my wildest dreams, thought I'd still be playing basketball um, when I'm 27 years old. The the plan, kind of my whole life, was it would be great to you know get a scholarship and, and play Division One basketball. But mm -hmm. after that, you know, basketball's over. I'm probably not going to make it to the NBA. Um, so it was, where, where can I get the best education and, and set myself up the best going forward? So, um, when the Ivy league schools started calling and recruiting me, um, it was kind of a no brainer to, to really take those seriously. And once, uh, once Princeton offered, it was kind of a, a real no brainer to be like, Hey, this is, this is the place I want to be. Yeah, I think, but that's, that's interesting you say that because I think a lot of people are named. Mr. Basketball of their state probably aren't having yeah. that mindset, right? They're probably yeah, no, not planning um, for life after basketball. Yeah, you know, being from the suburbs of Milwaukee, there's not a ton of people that that make a career athletically. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not the quickest, I'm not the fastest, I'm not the strongest. So um, it was kind of just like trying to understand what the writing on the wall was going to be. Um, mm -hmm. you know, when the time came and I wanted to have a, a good degree to be able to get a good job. Um, you know, I was thinking to, to go into wall street and stuff like that, but, oh, okay. 
basketball at this point has kind of surpassed my wildest dreams and and now it's just like hey let's see see how long i can ride this thing out yeah you've done you've done all right for yourself well we'll get yeah, into that things later. Are going we'll, well. we'll get into that later uh princeton is that a non-scholarship uh yes for, yes oh, so okay. that is uh there are no scholarships um it's just uh financial aid they have very good financial aid packages mm-hmm. um based mm-hmm. on your family's income um and you know i was was able to you know luckily my dad um you know made some sacrifices and was willing to to put me through college um you know i had scholarship offers elsewhere but um princeton was going to be the the best opportunity for me um you know for the long term so he was he was willing to to pay that's that's super impressive because uh twofold uh a you were mr basketball in wisconsin but you obviously had to take your academics seriously to even qualify to go to princeton yes uh and b um, what, what other, what other scholarships did you, did you have? Cause I, uh, by the way, have you ever checked your wiki? I've, I've always wondered that with athletes. Uh, yeah, I have. I saw it. It, it just got created like last year. I think it's okay. pretty, pretty accurate. Okay. Um, so on your wiki or wherever there were several websites I used, uh, it said North Dakota and Florida Gulf coast were your other offers that Yes. Were, were there others besides those or were those um, there were some other Ivy League schools um, that, of course, didn't offer a scholarship, but offered me a spot, you know, it helped with the admissions process. Um, I definitely would have not have gotten into an Ivy League school without basketball. But still, um, you, your GPA yeah, in high yeah, school yeah, and your test yeah, scores was, still have to be. Yeah, yeah, they were they were good and everything. But at the same time, I'm not a Princeton level academic yeah. um, kind of on my own. So, you know, I used basketball um, as best I could. Uh, leverage basketball to get into to the Ivy League. That is a smart man. That is a smart <laughs> man. I was, I I also went to a, a pretty high academic school. I played Division Two football in yeah. in the Midwest, and uh, I was the only player on the team not to receive an athlete or an academic scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, at yeah. least I'm here. We're, we're all in the yeah, same. Yeah, exactly. Hey, as you long know, as you're yeah. in, as long as you're in a school, the the diplomas all look the same. Yeah, exactly. Matter, However, you got, you got it. Uh, yeah. what was your major in, in college? Uh, economics. Okay. So that makes yeah. sense of the wall street approach. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm a, a business and numbers guy. Gotcha. So, so through your, through your career at Princeton, uh, I read that, uh, you didn't play much your freshman year. I think you averaged 1.5 points a game. Yeah. And then, and then you started your last three years and ended up being yeah. very successful in your senior year and, and, and yeah. got some accolades and stuff like that. And even, um, we're getting looks from NBA teams. What, what was that transition through college where it's like, hey, I'm coming here to better myself for life after basketball, but hey, I'm actually producing at a level where I'm getting looks. Maybe yeah. there's a chance. Um, so yeah, my, my freshman year, I didn't play too much because we had, we had a very good team. We ended up winning the Ivy League. Um, oh, wow. So that yeah. was, it, was, it was a very which, good problem to have. Which I think most Europeans don't realize it is very, very normal not to play as a freshman in college, like yes, you could, yes. you could be you're, a really, really good player yeah. and still not get the opportunity to play. You're an 18 year old coming in and playing as 21, 22 year old men. Exactly. You know, exactly. It's, it's a completely different scenario. Physically at a different point in their life than you are. Um, so I, you know, I played 10 minutes a game. Um, I was proud that I played in every single game. Um, yep. There were no games where I, no, I didn't which is get huge. in at all. So, which is huge. Yeah. So I was, you know, I was very happy about that. And then, you know, my sophomore year, we had a couple guys graduated, um, especially at my spot. 
and uh, that kind of opened the door for me and I, I did what I could to make the most of it and um, really saw eye to eye with my coach and you know kind of he was you know we, we kind of had the perfect coaching staff in place for me to to grow and thrive and succeed so um, I just tried to soak up as much knowledge as I could and um, you know by the time I was a senior I, I was able to have a, a fantastic year. Yeah and so and so when you were when you graduated uh, or during the course of your senior season when you were playing uh, so well, um, what was the thought process there? Like, hey, I'm going to give this life after college or this professionalism, professional avenue yeah. a shot? Or um, and so, what agent and what, 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 what yeah. exactly was that process? So throughout the year, I actually broke my hand and missed like the first four or five games um, oh, okay. of the season. Um, so I was out and I was like, kind of like, okay, well, you know, you know, to the point where I thought I was going to have to have surgery and maybe miss the whole season. So oh, wow. just getting my senior year was, you know, kind of a huge just deal for me. Like, Hey, I do get to see it out. You know, the, the broke, the break wasn't as bad as I thought. Um, and then I started playing and then, you know, playing well and the coach had a ton of confidence in me um, and agents, you know, started hitting me up on Facebook, Twitter, okay. you know, just kind of everywhere. And I was like, okay. So yeah, I had seen guys before me kind of go through the process um, and then about like halfway through the season, um, Stan Van Gundy um, came to a practice. He was uh, between jobs at the time and, you know, was, was talking to one of my assistant coaches and he was like, yeah, TJ should, should be on a summer league roster. No problem. Um, to, and go to the NBA summer league. So I, was, I heard that. And I was like, whoa, I, I never, I never thought of myself as, you know, a fringe NBA guy. Um, so that was kind of like when I was like, all right, I can really, you know, take this professional thing, you know, seriously and maybe mm -hmm. kind of rely on it um, for at least one or two years, um, kind of see where things go. And then, um, you know, I, I did a whole bunch of pre-draft workouts. Um, I had five of them and played pretty well at, at all of them. Um, and the Raptors ended up giving me a shot uh, for summer league. So went there, played well, kind of like the same, like 10 to 15 minutes, you know, sort of as like my, my freshman, you know, introduction. Yeah. And um, yeah, then, then offers started coming in overseas, right. um, you know, with my agent and it was, you know, I was seeing the, the numbers and I was kind of like, Oh man, I could, I could make a real career out of this. Um, mm -hmm. it, was, it was enough not to just be living paycheck to paycheck. Um, so yeah. I was super happy with it. And, you know, at that point, I was kind of like, all right, let's, let's see what I can do. So, so you, in 2014, you were in the Toronto Raptors Summer League. Then you go to Italy and play in Italy for a season. And then in 2015, you were back in the Summer League for the New York Knicks, correct? Yes, yes. So, uh, and then after that, you, you focused on your European career. But during those, yep. I, I would be interested to... Uh, to know what was the experience of summer league and how did that compare and contrast? Cause you kind of sandwiched sandwich summer league with, yep. with a, uh, with a season abroad. So uh, yeah. kind of compare and contrast those, those scenarios and those experiences. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the NBA, like when you're after you're a senior, you're kind of old, like you, there's so many guys oh, sure. that come, yeah. out, I didn't even come think out of about college that. early. So because you I probably graduated know. at what? 22, 23, uh, 22. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's 19-year-olds so, in the summer. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're competing with these, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, and you have four years of film out there. So teams are very familiar with what you can do and kind of what your finished product is going to be, you know, four mm -hmm. years of college skill development. So the NBA, you know, especially kind of at the end of the rosters, is much more, um, you know, what could this guy be? What can high, we make this guy High into? potential. Yeah, very, very yeah. high potential. 
So they, they bring in like the super athletic guys, the super, the, the guys that are like, you know, Hey, this kid could really be something special if we have a couple of years or even a right. summer. To, to no, that it. makes sense. So for, for me, you know, summer league was, was fun and it was like a great experience, but they weren't necessarily looking for a guy like me gotcha. um, to, to bring in to the NBA, you know, the roster and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so going over to Europe was perfect for me because mm-hmm. that's much more of a, an older man's game. Um, where it's a lot more based on, you know, mental aspects and skills. Skill, and exactly. Yeah, the, the athleticism isn't, this, isn't what it is in the NBA. How does the level compare? Um, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a totally different game. Um, like I said, the NBA has like a ton of young guys and everything. And Europe has these, you know, grizzled vets who have been pros since they were 17, 18 years exactly. old. Exactly, it's you crazy, know, now they're they're 27, 28, 29 in their primes, but they've seen absolutely everything. So they don't miss rotations. They're always in the right spot. Whereas in the NBA, there's more, um, you know, there's obviously more space, more and athleticism is much more um, valued. Whereas in Europe, you know, it's, you know, just basketball smarts and basketball IQ. That makes sense. So you ended up, like I said, you played in Italy and yep. then, you played in, correct me if any of this information is wrong, please. Uh, Italy, Belgium, Greece, and Germany throughout your Italian yep. career. Uh, yep. or Italian career, your European yep. career. Uh, what, what was kind of your favorite, favorite place to play? What, what, what league was the best? What, what club did you enjoy the most? Um, it, so Italy, the best food by far. Yeah. Like, couldn't even, nothing really holds a flame to that. Okay. Um, like we would have pregame meals in the hotel and I was like, this is some of the best food I've ever had in my <laughs> life. And it's like, this kind of like rundown hotel, you know, yeah. in these small towns, but it's great food. Yeah. Um, so like the Italian food was great. Um, I lived in Brussels, uh, when I played in Belgium. So it was really cool being in like in a big international city. Okay. Um, obviously now that I'm in Munich, uh, things are a little different. You know, that's a, again, another big international city, but mm-hmm. up until this past year, um, that was really the only big city I was in. And then Greece was great because, um, the weather and I, I lived on like a vacation island in Rhodes, uh, Rhodos. Oh, so, really? Oh, I've been yeah. there. I, yeah. I, so I it's, like, it's a beautiful place. It's and gorgeous. It, it's, uh, it's not necessarily like the best place to live full time, but yeah. like, cause I, I lived in basically like a vacation apartment. So if I was Where? living there for like two or three weeks, it was great. Yeah. But the fact that I had to spend nine months in that apartment, like there were just things that were like not as great as they would have been. I couldn't fathom where they would even have a basketball arena. Is it in road? It's the right city? like kind of near the old city. Um, really? Very small. I mean, okay. like 2,000 okay. people. Um, I couldn't not, even imagine. It's not bigger than like an American high school gym. Okay. Okay. Um, and there's actually most American high school gyms are bigger than the gym we played in. That might be that might that might be a scenario where it's like it sounds better than actually it is in reality. It's like I was living uh, on a Greek island. Well, but like so, like the infrastructure, like like my Wi-Fi that year was like terrible. Like I couldn't play video games online. So it was like little stuff like that. But like in terms of, I lived in a vacation spot, so there's thousands of restaurants on this little island. Yeah, and like. Anywhere, anytime, like no matter what kind of food I wanted, what time of day, anything, I could go get it. No problem. I have this thing so about Rotos. It, it had its pros and cons. I sure. had this thing about Rotos when I was there and it was like the buildings were unfinished and it bothered me. It really yeah. bothered me. Like you have rebar, like metal yeah. bars sticking. Yeah. And it really, for whatever reason, I still can't get over it. It really, well, that, like, yeah, that why was part is of, that... I think, the, the financial collapse uh, no, in 2008. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, I, I was told, I was told there was some tax reasons as well. Yeah. And, yeah. But uh, no, it's a gorgeous island. It, and that, yeah. me being, me being completely ignorant to European basketball, which yeah. uh, I want to change. I want to get to know it better because, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed the game that I saw. Uh, what what country is kind of I know like stereotypically the Slavic countries or or like um, you know Serbia and Slovenia and they're very popular yeah. basketball might be even the most popular sport yeah. but what leagues are kind of what what country actually had the best product do you think um, so continuing my career kind of thing like I, I kind of have like a pre-German career and a post in a German career so yeah. um, last year in uh, FECTA was like the best of everything um, like the German basketball league for me has been everything I could dream of and more super professional. Everything's done on time. Everything's so organized. Um, that done like on living, time is a funny comment. Because yeah. Yeah. I, I know. And, I know. And like, and so like, I can't say enough good things about how much I love Germany, love the BBL um, and, and love living there from, you know, an ease of living standpoint, the basketball um, and just, I, I really do love being in Germany. What, what, what country is it the most popular that you, that you've been in Germany as well? Uh, basketball is probably the most popular in Greece. Um, they, uh, yeah. they're very, Italy's very serious about it, but like the Greece fans, you know, Panathinaikos, Olympiakos are two of the most historic clubs in European basketball. Okay. And any game you play against them, um, is absolutely wild. Like, in, you know, when I was playing in Rodos, um, all of our fans were Rodos fans, but you'd also see them in the stands when you're playing Panathinaikos in green, or you'd see them in Olympiacos colors when we were playing Olympiacos in red. So it was like, ah, okay. Every, like, not, not really what everybody's Panathinaikos or Olympiacos kind of first. And then it's like, okay, this is our local club. So we'll support them. But gotcha. it's I when mean, they're, they're not they're playing one of those two yeah. teams. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They're a basketball crazed country. Good. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know that. I knew, I knew like the Spanish league and, and Turkey is obviously Yeah, and like the, the Spanish league is probably the best domestic league in Europe in, in okay. terms of where I've played though. The most yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Sure. Sure. Crazy. That, I didn't, I didn't realize it was so popular in Greece. That's yeah. That's good to know. Now after kind of reading up on your European career and yeah. um, it's interesting that you said you had kind of a pre and a now uh, career once you got to Germany. Uh, it seems like you've you've played better every single year you've you've been in Europe. Yeah. Uh, um, not only like st- statistically it looked better, uh, but also from like an accolade standpoint. And last yeah. year, or last year when I mean, but last year I think 2018 um, yeah. was kind of the uh, uh, the the apex yeah, where you were sure. first team All BBL Bundesliga mm-hmm. in, in Germany, and you were a runner up for MVP. Yep. I'm kind of curious. Why, why do you think that is? Why do you think every stop of the way uh, you've gotten a little bit better? Yeah. I mean, it's just been, you know, kind of growing up and, and learning more about the game and just like seeing more. Um, and I, I put a ton of work in, in the off seasons to make sure that, you know, I, mm-hmm. I always am trying to learn something new, trying to add to my game, um, you know, whether it be skill wise, physically, um, whatever, I'm trying to always be kind of on, you know, what's, what's the next thing that's going to make me a better player. So and then last year, um, definitely, in fact, that was my best, my best season as a pro. Um, honestly, one of the best seasons I've ever had in my basketball career. Yeah, um, even, even kind of compared to quick. your Princeton days, you know, from yeah. a point production and even in the yeah. playoffs, it's, it was, it yeah. was just um, kind of 
Bayern Munich is the perfect storm for you or, or. So yeah, uh, we uh, like in, last year uh, up in Fecta, we just had kind of the perfect storm of the coach was great. The players we had around us was great. The club was super supportive. Um, everything, you know, kind of went perfectly. Um, and you know, it was, it was awesome, but you know, I, I chose to leave because I wanted to play in the Euro league. I want you back. Yep. Yep. Okay. You, you ended with, uh, I wanted to play in the EuroLeague. So that's my mistake. I, I thought those accolades were actually for Bayern Munich. They weren't. They no, were for no, your they club. were all up with Rost effective. Right. They were, they were with your club previous. Okay. Yes. Okay, good. Um, uh, so you wanted to play in the Champions League is where you cut off. Uh, the Euro. So the the basketball version of soccer. Right, right. Correct. Yeah. Um, so like I said, like I've all, you know, I've always kind of wanted to keep moving up in my career and, um, feel like I'm not stalling out. And the, the Euro league was the, the next, you know, step for me playing in, you know, the big time international sure. competitions. Um, so that was, you know, something that when it was offered to me, I, I had to jump at. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, uh, I, I wanted to go back to a comment that you made, uh, saying that Bayern Munich has been so supportive. Uh, I think that's super important as an American plan abroad, what kind of support the, the club can offer. And, yeah. and you actually uh, suffered an injury while playing yes. for Bayern Munich. And yes. I, was, I was listening to, a, to an interview that you gave on the Bayern Munich YouTube channel mm. uh, that you made a comment that resonated with me probably more than others. Uh, you said, the thought of getting sent home crossed your mind. Yeah. What, what is that? Is that normal in, cause in American football, the, it's not nearly as professional. Most, most yeah. leagues are actually amateur leagues with some yeah. import players. Yeah. And when you're damaged goods, oftentimes you get some. So what, what is, what is normal in, in professional basketball? Yeah. Um, so I actually got hurt while I was training still in the United States. Ah, um, okay. So it, it, it wasn't like that. I saw I, something was just kind of wrong in my foot. Um, I could like feel like, okay, this isn't totally right. So I got it checked out here. Everything was good. Um, the doctor, I went to my orthopedic surgeon in the States and he said, yeah, you know, probably just, you know, agitated something, aggravated it. And then went to, you know, get my pre, you know, my physical with Byron and, um, you know, it comes up, I have this torn tendon in my foot. And so technically I didn't pass the physical, um, you know, to, to lock in the contract fully. Oh, okay. Um, so they were like super supportive, like, Hey, you know, we, you know, we'll, we'll make sure you're taken care of. We'll get all this done. Um, and you know, they, they could have sent me home. No problem. I wouldn't have had, you know, I couldn't play for four to six months. Um, you know, that's what we knew at the time. So I would have been like, yeah, I understand. Like you guys, you know, need, need somebody to play in the games. You can't just have me sitting on the side. Um, but they were like, no, that's not how we do things here. We're, you know, we're a family. We're going to take care of you. We're going to do everything in our power to make sure that, um, you know, you're rehabbed, everything's, you know, you're hundred percent good to go. So, um, they never blinked at all. Um, and they, they've been nothing but, you know, supportive of, of me and my rehab and everything. And is that normal? No, from your experience? not at all. Okay. Not at all. This is, you know, Bayern Munich kind of went above and beyond, um, anything I thought they anything I feel like they needed to do. They, they've just been a family. They have, they have the stereotype. And I think a lot of it is from, uh, from soccer, but I, I'm sure they handle their business um, similar through all the sports that they have uh, of being, being kind of the, the, 
the example of professionalism in European mm. sports. Is, is that your experience as well? Yeah, I mean, top to bottom, you know, GM to the, the janitors. They've been, yeah. everybody does everything on time. Everybody does everything well. Everybody's there to do their job. Um, anybody who can help in any way possible, all you got to do is ask and it's, it's done. Um, I've had zero problems with, you know, needing anything in my apartment, needing anything, you know, with the car, at the gym, just absolutely anything. Bayern Munich has, has done a great job taking care of it. Speaking of car, you mentioned that you drove a 2015 Ford Focus. Yes. What? Yes. What? Well, so I'm on, so I drive that in the States. That's my oh, car. Okay. Home. Okay. Um, and but still, I just, I, but still, yeah, no, I needed a, so I went to the dealership after my first year and I was only going to be driving the car for you know three months at a time. Cause I'm overseas so much. So I really went to the dealer and I said, Hey, what's the cheapest car I can get, you know, monthly. And it was, you know, the 2015 Ford Focus. And I said, perfect. But, but TJ, I don't think, I don't think you, I don't know if you know this or not, but you're a professional basketball player for FC Bayern Munich and you, yeah. play, you play in the Audi dome. Yeah. Well, I got, I, we have Audis to drive okay, when I'm good. in Germany. Okay, so good. I'm not driving a Ford in Germany. Okay, but, good. Um, when I'm home, yeah, it's the, it's the Ford Focus that gets me 36 miles to the gallon. You know, Perfect. Cheap, cheap on Insurance, gas, super efficient. Yeah. It's, it's what, everything I need. Good for you. Good for you. Okay, so, so you got hurt. Uh, just to put the timeline together, in 2018, you got hurt prior to the season? And uh, then 2019 got hurt. 2019. Okay. Uh, in 2018, Bayern Munich also uh, got to the player, playoffs of the EuroLeague, correct? Uh, no, they did not. They were uh, like two game, one or two games out. They missed. Okay. Okay. And so then they, in 2000, you know, oh, sorry, go ahead. Right. You know, they were in it right till the end. Uh, I think the last one or two uh, games, they got eliminated, but they were, you know, fighting for a playoff spot the whole, the whole way. Gotcha. And then, and then this year you came in as like mid season ish. Um, yeah, after my rehab, finished. but the but the, in in the Euroleague things haven't gone as well for Bayern Munich. Why why no. do you think why do you think that is? What 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 was the difference between um, the year prior? Yeah, um, you know there there were a couple guys that left um, just as part of the natural uh, you know comings and goings of, sure. of basketball and professional sports, um, and we just you know there's so many things that you have to do right to win in the Euro League. Um, uh, it's I like, can only it just imagine. comes down to little things, um, you know, and we, we didn't really do those well, you know, whether it was one missed rotation here, there, or whatever, um, the little things just added up and it was so hard for us to get over the hump. Um, and, you know, we, we would play 30 to 35 minutes of good basketball. And then, you know, we have these five to 10 minute collapses where all of a sudden the game just flips on a switch. It was, you know, 20 0 run. Now we're out of the game. So it was just, you know, really just, a couple things here and there that were correctable that you have to work on, but it's the difference between winning and losing. Gotcha. And when, uh, just for my listeners, uh, when TJ says rotations, uh, he's talking about defensive rotations. So yes. how you move on the defensive side of the ball to not allow wide open shots or cuts, et cetera. Yep. I have a predominantly yep. football audience. Yeah, so yeah. just wanted to make sure. Also Stan Van Gundy, it's a pretty good coach to have. Yes recommend you for the NBA summer league. I don't yes. know if everybody knows who that is, but he's a bona fide NBA head coach. Yes. Um, so that that's what he means. So it's the little things on defense to be able to make things more challenging for the offense, decrease yes. shot uh, percentage, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Yep. Um, 
No, that makes sense. So, so the future for TJ Bray, you, you've signed an extension or a two years contract. So you will be I've got two more years. So next year and the year after. Okay. And so, so next two years, you'll be in Bayern Munich and then, and then, so what, what are the goals during those two times, uh, during those two seasons? What, what do you hope to accomplish personally and also, uh, as a team? Um, you know, Personally, for me, everything's about winning championships um, at this point. I've, you know, kind of been on uh, teams that haven't really had championship aspirations um, throughout my career. And, you know, now I'm in a place where winning championships is really all that matters. Um, so, you know, you got the German Cup, you have the, the BBL, you know, regular season and, and uh, playoffs. So, mm-hmm. you know, definitely winning those. Um, you know, I, I want trophies. And then um, in the EuroLeague, you know, Bayern's never made the playoffs. And I think that's something that's realistic for us to accomplish, um, you know, within these next two years. So yeah, it's, it's all about team winning and that's what is going to make me happy, you know, individually. I don't need to put up the crazy numbers I've put up at other points in my career. Um, I just want to win. I think that's so cool that I asked you what your personal goals are before your team goals. And the only thing you talked about is team goals. I think that's super cool. Uh, So in the meantime, before you get back to Bayern Munich, uh, you're currently in Philadelphia in the States. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what, what are you able to do? What, what, what is your average day looking like right now to be able to stay in, yeah. in, in form for the time um, we, we finally do get to get back competing? Yeah. Uh, so I've got like a two meters by three meters rug space. Um, in uh, my apartment that I'm in right now. So, you know, I do as much as I can, a lot of push-ups, a lot of pull-ups, um, like lunges, body weight squats. I can do some jumps, um, the ceiling's high enough. Um, <laughs> and then just like for going outside and like running, um, you know, one, because it's the only reason we can get outside right now, um, you know, during oh, okay. the, the virus times, um, mm-hmm. you can only go outside for exercise, food and medical. Um, so I take advantage and, and go for some nice long runs in order to, to stay outside a little bit longer. Um, and yeah, just to, it's really the only type of cardio I can do. So, yeah, it was, uh, TJ posted a video, uh, for somebody on his, on his Twitter. Um, uh, what, what is the, what is the average day of TJ Bray look like yeah. right now and what it consisted of? I, I really laughed watching it. What it consisted of was a morning run, which by the way, you look tired as hell. Oh, it was exhausting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he came back and ate lunch. Then he did yoga and then he ate dinner and it was over. So it was like workout, yeah. eat, workout. Well, don't eat. forget the coffee in there too. I oh, had the coffee. coffee. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you had a red eye, which yeah. I also enjoy red eyes and sometimes i enjoy fantastic uh i think it's red eye black eye dead eye or something we have this fancy coffee machine that has all of it Um, my uh my parents came to visit me and i got like i've definitely gotten turned on to the espresso more you know in europe Ah, it's much more of a thing over there so we're ordering dinner or it was like dinner time yeah and Mm -hmm. i ordered a, a coffee and an espresso and i was speaking you know in a little bit of german and they were like, did I just hear you right? You ordered both? And I was like, yeah, of course. And then I like the, the coffee, the espresso came. I just poured it right into the coffee. Hell and yeah. they were like, what's going on here? Get your heart rate going. Uh, yeah. how, how is your German? You, you've, been, you've been in Germany for the past two years. Uh, two two years. years. So how is yeah. it? How is it coming? Are you able um, to pick it up a little bit? It's all right. I can do like restaurants and stuff. Um, mm. 
can get around a city, but nothing, nothing spectacular at this point. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm, I'm working on it. Are you, so currently you're not even, you're not able to get any shots up either right now, right? Not, uh, not right now. No. Um, the is team, that a, is so that a concern the, of yours? Uh, no, the team is actually, most of the guys, the German guys, um, and the European guys have stayed, um, in Munich and are still doing individual workouts, um, daily, you know, not, not more than two guys in the gym at a time. You know, we mm-hmm. can only, you can only be here making sure we don't overlap too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but the club was great and let me come home, you know, understanding that I would not have access to a gym. I would not have access to everything the other guys had, but it was like, Hey, you're home for you is a different continent. And if you need to get home and, you know, there's something that happens, um, you know, we, we understand that you need to be near your family. So they were, uh, they were great with that. And I'm not, not super worried about getting the touch back. I've, I've played basketball for my whole life. Um, you know, it'll take, you know, a couple of days to, to get everything back, but you think so? Um, you think it'll be that quick? They're just yeah, yeah. Memory, I mean, just 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 go back into the gym and, and shoot. Um, yeah, it'll it'll all come back. You know, basketball's a it's what I've I've lived my life for up until this point. So it's uh, it, it comes pretty quick. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you said basketball is what you live your life up to this point because I actually have a bone to pick with you. I saw I saw a Super Bowl ad that yeah, Epstein Byron did, and you were. A quarterback, yep. And you threw an alley oop to uh, to Greg Monroe, I believe. Uh, Josh Chusis. Okay, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you What are you doing? What do you think you're doing? <laughs> like, uh, you, I don't I don't make videos like shooting free throws or some shit. We, like, you're you're it making it look con- too easy. You're it making a, it. I played quarterback in high school for a little you, bit. I could tell. Um, I could tell. So I have I have slung it, you know, spun it around and. Um, you know, being from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, the Green Bay Packers are uh, are easily my favorite. The only the Green Bay Packers are the only other team I care about outside of whatever team I'm playing for. Um, so every Sunday um, during the football season, I sit down, I watch the Packers, and uh, got red zone going on another screen. So the NFL is something I really enjoy. Um, so you've been blessed by watching really great quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't had a tough a tough quarterback no. time. It's like you got um, it's like the Packers in Indianapolis. Yeah. They don't know what bad quarterback plays. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, Brett Favre was. I think Brett Favre got the starting job. You know, it was September of '92. I was born. June I was about of to say '91, '92. Yeah. Yeah, September of '92. So I really, so you really literally don't know. Don't know. Bad quarterback yeah, play. yeah, exactly. I mean, Aaron Rodgers like broke his collarbone one year. You know, obviously Brett Favre had that crazy, you know, Iron Man streak of 290 yeah, yeah. something straight games. So there was like a point in my when I was in college, you know, probably 21 years old where there had been like eight games not started by a Hall of Fame yeah. quarterback. You were watching Brent Hudley or something like, oh. Yeah, uh, yeah. And like one of, one of the games was when Matt Flynn threw like 450 yards and six touchdowns. And it was like, yeah, that's just what, what we expect from our quarterbacks. You got to stop doing that because <laughs> when, when you throw alley-oops to people and like, oh, it seems like all Americans can throw the ball. It, it, you got to keep it. Not the case. It, Not the yeah, case. You, just next time you do it, just put a blooper reel out afterwards where you miss like yeah. 10 throws because yeah. then it's like, oh, okay, it is a hard thing to do. Yeah. And they don't, yeah, they don't yeah. know it's, it's, it's easy. It's I easy. will, it's, uh, it's I will better, do that. It's better for my job security. I appreciate <laughs> that. Okay. So the next two years you're in, you're in Munich. Yep. And then, and then what, first of all, what's, what's your plans? How long do you want to play? And um, uh, after you stop playing, what's the plan for you? 
Um, you know, at this point, it's kind of, you know, after this contract ends, we'll, we'll reevaluate things. Uh, my girlfriend and I and um, kind of figure out what we want to do going forward. And, you know, like I've said, it's, the goal has always kind of been to keep moving up, climbing the ladder. And, um, you know, obviously there's not much more space for that in Europe. Being no, at the I think level, but your, your league basketball is in the world. Yeah. Maybe China. Yeah. You have the NBA, obviously. You know, it's the NBA and then, it, then it's the EuroLeague. Yeah, um, okay. You know, it's, the EuroLeague is the second best league in the world. Mm. Um, so I, you know, if, if I'm, you know, a very good player in the EuroLeague, like, you know, I'm like, let's, let's keep going. Let's see, you know, continue what I could do, see what Absolutely. I can do. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's going to be, a, you know, kind of just a take things as they come and, and see and not have too many expectations. Um you know, as, you know, from contract to contract. Gotcha. And, and when it does finally end, when you're 48 or whenever you want to end, uh, then what would be the plan? Do you already have, is those thoughts that you already have, or are you just so deep um, into it right now trying to perfect your craft? That's not even a thought in your mind. Yeah. Uh, I've thought about different stuff, but honestly it changes, you know, day to day, week to week, month to month in terms of, you know, do I want to coach? Do I want to just get a normal job? Um, do I, you know, what do I, I don't know what I want to do. Um, okay. you know, there's a couple different areas I'd, I'd like to, to get into maybe, but I don't have anything like concrete. This is definitely what I'm going to do, you know, sort of just see what presents itself at the time. Gotcha. You said, you said you might want to coach, uh, you were the coach's son. Your dad was a basketball coach. Uh, yeah, my dad was my coach, you know, growing up, he wasn't, um, like a, a major college coach or anything no, like that no. high school coach, but he, you know, he, he was my coach, um, you know, until I was about 14 years old and then, um, moved on to high school. So what, what kind of coach's son were you? Cause there, I, I think there's really two. There's one that everybody hates <laughs> because uh, they know everything was, and they get special treatment or two, the less talked about version where the dad is so hard on the son that you are so happy that you're not the coach's son. Uh, well, it was, I, I don't think it was really either one of those. So okay. my dad, like from the day I was born, my dad was coaching. Um, so, and I just like always wanted to be around it. I just always was like, dad, can I come to practice? Can I come watch? And I was totally content just like sitting on the sideline watching practice for two hours. And I had, had a blast just sitting, watching basketball. Um, so, you know, when it finally kind of became my turn to play and my dad was going to coach me, um, everything was about five on five, not how can I score as many points as possible is how can, you know, my, my team get the best shot and score the most points as a team. So, you know, that's, you know, I've, I've, I led the league in assists last year in the BBL. So I've always been kind of a, more of a pass first type guy. Which, so I, I feel like my teammates enjoy, have enjoyed playing with me throughout yeah. their lives because they, it, it's benefited them as well. No, that's, I, I can completely relate to that because yeah. I think point guard is probably the most similar position to a quarterback in basketball. For sure. For and sure. you're kind of operating the show, if you will, and making sure people yep. get in good opportunities to succeed. So, yeah, I don't think anybody's complaining when they have a great point guard or anybody's complaining yeah. when they have a great quarterback. It's, it's for everybody at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a few more questions for you. Uh, how, how do you pronounce your hometown? Uh, New Berlin. Um, oh really? Oh, what, yeah, what, they, what was what was the high school? What was the name of the high school that you went oh, to? Oh, uh, so I went to Waukesha Catholic Memorial. Okay. High school. Okay, yes. Waukesha. 
Is there, is there, is Waukesha, Waukesha City, yeah. is there two towns right next to each other with the same name or am I losing my mind? No. Okay, good. No. Fun facts about uh, Waukesha, the first forward pass in American football history in 1906 was completed in Waukesha. Was it really? According to Wiki. I, I mean, I take, yeah, I, I, I take Wikipedia as, as, as scripture. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, fun fact. I don't know if you knew Wild that. Interesting. Yeah. Also, uh, Waukesha was home to uh, very famous missile silos during the uh, Cold War. And also I had some. I know that either. They actually kept go. them a pretty good secret. There you go. I was intrigued when I was researching last night. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to mention those, see if he knows. Yeah, yeah. Last question. Being from the suburbs of Milwaukee, uh, actually two last questions. Being from the suburbs of Milwaukee, now you've played in Europe and throughout the various stops, even including New Jersey and Princeton, you've been, like you mentioned, in Brussels and Munich in very huge international cities. Uh, And I I venture even Rodos or even, uh, I believe in Italy, there was some more rural environments. What, what, What exactly is your preference in living situation what what experiences did you enjoy more in europe um i i enjoyed like the the suburbs having a little more space um mm-hmm. being able to go outside um and you know see see some green feel the sun on your face so obviously roads was great with the sun being on beaches and italy had great weather as well the thing i've um, had to get used to is live, people living on top of each other like big yeah, apartment yeah. complexes yes so that's like it's kind of weird being in Europe. Sometimes it feels like you're just like in this like box, yeah, um, exactly. you don't get outside like too much. Um, so, and obviously now with like the, the social isolation um, and, you know, social distancing, I'm in the apartment a ton and I'm just like dying to, to go losing, outside losing and, your and mind, see yeah. some green. That makes sense. And so being from uh, Milwaukee area of Wisconsin, are you a Bucks fan then? Um. Not I was so I was much more of a Marquette University um, college basketball fan, right? Um, growing up, and then by the time like I got really you know once I got to college, and like started looking to the NBA more, I was like a little too close to like really be a fan of any team. Um, mm, okay. So at this point, I just like if if the Bucks are good, all my friends and family are happy, so it's great. Like with the you know obviously as well as the Bucks did this season, um, and last season as well. Um, it's fun to be around and be a part of and like talk to people about, but if, sure. if the bucks aren't great, it doesn't kill me inside. Gotcha. It's, it's interesting. I don't think people, uh, cause professional sports in Europe, American professional sports are so yeah. popular, but I don't think bass or, uh, excuse me, college sports are as popular as it is in the States. It, oh, absolutely it has, not. the yeah. popularity hasn't translated over here. And the fact that you prefer, uh, a college team over a professional team, I think, is an yeah, and that was that was just growing that, up. Sure, but it, I, yeah. it's just yeah. you have people that are that's their yeah, team sure. as a college yeah, team, yeah, which yeah. I think is hard to relate to over here. Yeah. And I think I, I think I saw something last night where you you said something about your favorite basketball player was somebody that nobody's heard of, uh, that isn't like a true basketball fan. Who was that? And can uh, Travis Diener probably correct? He was a Marquette yeah. player. Yeah, so he played at Marquette, um, and he's actually had a great career in Europe um, okay. now, and he, he played uh, Italy for a lot of years. Um, but yeah, he was like just, he was like the, the guy from Wisconsin who went to Marquette, had a great four-year career, you know, kind of was on the fringe of the NBA for, I mean, he played a lot of years in the NBA, but, you know, was never 
you know, the best player right. um, in the NBA and then, you know, transition to Europe and just continue to have a great career over here. So it's kind of like, it was like the guy that I could be, I could, you know, he, gotcha. he did what I would, what I wanted to do. Well, what, what, I wanted to what seems like what you are doing. And yeah, uh, yeah, in a way. And I hope your, your in-kind of success continues to go. And, I appreciate uh, that. Of course, of course. And I hope, I hope I'm able to come see you guys play a little more often. Like I said, For that sure. was my first. If you ever do, was, let me know. Yeah? yeah? Don't don't say anything you don't mean because I will take <laughs> no, you I up mean, on it. I mean okay, it. Okay, good. I mean it. Uh, it's all good. Uh, no, I thoroughly enjoyed my Euroleague game. It was the first one I've been to. Uh, Innsbruck to Munich is, I, I think we've made it there in literally two hours, which is perfect. Yeah, it's not bad at all. And uh, no, I am. I'm now a fan. I currently, I, I can it. say that TJ Bray is my favorite European basketball player, professional basketball that. player. Fuck it, fuck LeBron. TJ Bray. <laughs> and I appreciate that. I am an FC Bayern Munich fan. TJ, thank you for your time. I appreciate thank it. You. All the best. Yep. Have a great one. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to the podcast. He has a bird with Sean Shelton. Sean is the best. He's the superstar.